This is The Michael Bryan Show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. And today I'm joined with Stephanie Wynn, who is the founder of Stephanie Wynn Business Solutions, which is essentially a branding, marketing and business development company. And we're focusing a lot on authors and building an author brand and business. So Stephanie, thanks for being a guest on the show today. Thank you so much, Mike, for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Loads of people that want to write a book very rarely actually do. And I'd be really curious to hear your take on why that is. Why do people struggle with actually writing their books? Well, one of the reasons why um, people struggle with writing a book is because it's going to require two things from them, right? So the first thing it is, is that it's going to require effort, right? <laughs> so effort is, is one of the important things. And the second thing is, is time. You got to put in time. And a lot of times we don't make the time and just making time to write. And we overthink things. Like some people overthink the writing process and it's really not that hard. It's just a matter of just getting, you know, putting some time to the side and making sure that you just put forth an effort and just start writing. There are some people that really, really struggle with mm -hmm. writing their books. They mm -hmm. spend weeks looking at a blank page and it takes them ages to get their first sentence out, that sort of thing. What is it that distinguishes those two people? And you hear comments of like, you shouldn't edit while you're writing and everyone's right. trying to go for this perfect book straight away mm -hmm. and it's not possible. It's You get everything on the page and then that's where the editing then starts to come in. And yet people don't seem to pay attention to that. They, they yeah. just kind of go, well, even though I hear that, it's still hard because I can't stop the self-censoring or self-editing as they go. How can we get people around this? So the first thing is like the people that can write a book, um, they just write. And then because you have to remember, Mike, that the book is going to go through editing anyway. So trying to edit your book and write is is it's you shouldn't do that. You have to just write it. Um, what I some people say, you know, what you get writer's block. Well, how bad do you want to write this book? Like if you know, like if there's something inside of you that you know that this book will change a lot of people's lives or it will impact a group, a community of people, then those are the people who are writing the books and getting them done. Um, there are uh, um, tools out here like um, writing outlines that people who have a challenge with starting the writing process, the outline will ask questions so that they can start, you know, writing, you know, your con the table of contents, like what chat, you know, your chapter titles and then your outline. Well, what is chapter one going to be about? What do you want to, what do you, first of all, what is the purpose of the book? You got to ask yourself that, like, what is the purpose of me writing this book? And that's where you start the writing process. What is the purpose of this book? Why am I writing this book? Who is this book for? And how am I going to get this book in front of this group of people, right? Because your book is for every, it's not for everybody. It's for somebody, but not everybody, right? So I think there, 
um, aspiring authors should start there. Like, what is the purpose of this book? Um, Or get you in a writing outline where you can start the writing process simplistically. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to struggle to write your book. It can just be simplistic and you can get it done. You can get it done. What people tend to think of is they want it to be perfect. They want books to be perfect straight away because in a way it saves time or so they think where if it's right straight away, first time round, it's done. I don't have to touch it again and it will go out and do wondrous things with the book once it's mm-hmm. out there. And I found it actually takes longer because you spend so long not writing anything that you could have written it by the time you start to write it your way of wanting it to be right straight away. You need to start trying to convince these people, Stephanie, because I get messages all the time of it's not right. And I've spent four months changing this one paragraph, but I'm sad that they can have written my book by now. Mm-hmm. What's going on? You're still with the same single paragraph. You've got pages right. to do, hundreds of pages to do. You've got to get something on the page. And they go, yes, my guess, I get it. And then they go away and it's the same paragraph. It's the, it seems no matter what you say, they still have these blocks around writing something on the page. And I know right. there's a lot of fears that people go through. People struggle with it. But if mm. you were trying to convince someone to do it the way that we know works, write it down, edit it afterwards. Right. What's the best reason for doing that? Well, um, the, the best reason, well, the best reason for doing that, again, like you said, it saves you so much time. If you just, you know, just write it down, um, maybe do what you're doing, like do it an audio, like you're doing the audio and then you transcribe it and then do the editing or what you could do, Mike is, and this is what I want to recommend. If you can't do it on your own, then now think about investing in an author coach because an author coach can help you with the, the, the outline, helping you get pen to paper or get a working document, maybe a word document or Google document, put it all and start writing it so that you're not just sitting there months and months and months and months and nothing is happening. Right. And so I'm a little bit different. What I do is I, I come up with my chapter titles first. And so, and when I come up with my chapter titles first, it makes it easy for me to write because now I know what this chapter is going to be about. And if you truly are passionate about this book, this story, we all have a story within us. Everyone has a story to tell. You, just ask yourself, what is the purpose of this story? Is this story to change lives? Maybe you are a domestic violence survivor. Maybe your book is about how to overcome a thing or two or three. Or maybe like for me, my book, Ready, Set, Go, my first book, Ready, Set, Go, A Simple Guide to Establishing a Successful Small Business, that was for startups. It was to help people who are aspired to start a business it helps them with the basic fundamental uh, fundamentals of starting a business. Now, my second book, on the other hand, it is for it's I've published my book. Now what? It's a simple guide to establishing a successful author brand. Well, we know that when you're writing a book, a lot of authors, they get frustrated because there's no brand because nobody knows that they exist as an author. 
So when I wrote the second book, like you said, that when you write, go from first to second to third books, there's a strategy. You change up how you did the first one. The second one is you're going to approach that differently. And the third one, you're going to approach that differently. The se- My second book is I knew that I wanted to provide solutions to authors problem. And that was the purpose of my book to help you all with this brand. Because if you build the brand first, you don't have to worry about backtracking and saying, okay, now I need to go back in. So people know who I am. So people know that I have this book. So yeah, I'd say if you're unsure of how to start the writing process, invest in your author coach, it's going to save you so much time. I promise you. How important would you say it is to be consistent or overcome some mental barriers when it comes to writing? Because it will get hard. You Mm -hmm. will not want to write. Mm -hmm. How can people actually help with that? And I I think it's, I think it comes down to you've got to take it seriously. Mm -hmm. Like when I was casually doing it, it's almost like the convenience of doing it also caused the convenience of not doing it. It's why I stopped working out from home physically. So I did an exercise from home because dead easy to do and everyone recommended it. And I thought, okay, I'll give this a go. Dead easy to stop though. Dead easy to not do it. So mm-hmm. how do you help people with the writing process? They're sitting down and writing, telling themselves that they've got to do it. Because I think so many people will start and it will get difficult, it will get hard, and then they'll stop. So the approach that we take, Mike, we help authors with, um, we give them a timeline. So every week we hold you accountable to writing so many words. So you may have, you know, maybe it's 700 words that you write per week. And then each week we meet and we say, okay, hey, let's take a look at what you've done so far. And that's how we come up with um, holding them accountable to getting things done. Um, By this time, the author is clear on, okay, I'm no longer going to think that this can't be done. Before we even, you know, go into that though, Mike, we, there is a mindset that you have to change. Like you, you have to believe that you can do this very thing of writing the book, you know, going through the publishing process. So if you don't believe that you can do this very thing, it's not going to happen. But when you do believe that you can do this very thing, when you start seeing results of the work, the effort and the time that you've put in toward this book, that's going to make you more excited to want to finish, you know, get across this line, the the finish line. Right. So, again, the the goal is to, you know, you got to implement strategies that is going to get results. And not only that, but you got to hold yourself accountable. That aspiring author who is, you know, listening to this episode and they're wanting to, they're stuck at writing. You have to hold yourself accountable to getting this book done. Like we're no going to make, no longer going to make excuses or self-sabotage why we can't write the book because that's not have, that's a fixed way of thinking. You have to have a growth mindset. The only way that I'm going to finish this book, I have to put, um, like you said, structure. There has to be a structure to writing this book, even if you have a nine to five. When I wrote my first book, I was working um, in corporate America and every day I would come home and write something. There was something that went on during the day that I needed to jot down. But there were also times 
days where I didn't want to write. And on those days that I didn't want to write, I did not write. I didn't pressure myself because sometimes, Mike, you have to step away and then come back. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. It makes me think, actually, that a lot of the time it's when they put themselves out there, they're worried about the consequences of that. They're worried about what might happen. And when you brought up authors being businesses and authors being brands and all of those things, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of potential there there's a lot of what might happen there's a lot of what if this what if that Mm -hmm. what if they don't like it what if no one likes it what if no one likes me all those kinds of questions that would stop people and the main reason why is they don't start because then there's the risk there there's the why would i go down this road if i'm worried about what people think i can shortcut the whole process and just not write the book Mm-hmm. because it mm-hmm. gets hard and then you start wondering well there's more negatives than positives here i would save all of that all of that stress all of that energy all of that time all of that fear or worry i could just get rid of all of that mm-hmm. by not writing the book and it makes it so much easier to stop when there are so many barriers to it when there's so mm-hmm. many potential negatives and we're living in a world now steph when it's real unfortunately mm-hmm. there's cyberbullying there's people taking their lives unfortunately from mm-hmm. what can happen on social media to some people that's kind of like well why would they do that because they can't wrap their head around why someone would ever do something like that and yet when you go into some circles it's more common and i think in the business world in the brand building world personal brands celebrities influencers whatever you want to call them it's mm-hmm. actually more common in that area because mm-hmm. of the pressure, because mm-hmm. of the forward-facing, you're a person that's well-known, that's popular, in air quotes, and that can have some negatives as well as positives. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's not worth it. What would you say to someone that's having that internal battle around putting themselves out there and being a brand and Mm -hmm. because they've they've got the the book as well so the book's being judged Mm -hmm. they're being judged and it's going to be a 24 7 thing now Mm -hmm. so what what i would say to that person is you know we all like i said we all have a story to tell and it first starts with internal internally you have to be okay with you First, you have to believe in yourself. That's that's an internal thing. You know, this imposter syndrome is out there, um, but it all boils down. Imposter syndrome is simply like self-esteem problems. Like, who you know, we look at influencers all day on social media with the, the what do they call the shiny lights syndrome and the glitz and the glam. But in reality, because I am a serial entrepreneur and I've been I've been there and done that it this is a process entrepreneurship is a process. Entrepreneurship is a process. So if you don't any business, starting a business is a risk in itself, you know, writing a book, you know, I wouldn't say it's a risk, but it's, it's an investment. You have to invest in yourself. If you believe in this book, you believe in your brand, you believe in your business. If you work with integrity and you are intentional about changing the lives of the people your book is designed and created for, you don't worry about what the people think. 
There's always going to be somebody out there that does not like what you do. Some people don't have any interest in, you know, I have a business self-help book. They don't have an interest in business, but guess what? I continue to keep going. There is cyberbullying out there. I was a, you know, a victor of cyberbullying with, you know, a previous publisher that I had hired. But guess what? It did not stop me. It didn't stop who I am. I believe in what I'm doing. I believe that if you have a book, if you have a in your book, the content in the book is going to transform people or it's going to help someone overcome something, then you can't worry about the naysayers or you can't worry about the influencers. Because let me tell you something. What I do know is this, is that influencers, celebrities, all of them have the same issues that we have, right? They've just built their brand. And again, when in building a brand, it's going to require something from you. And that's effort and time. It takes time to do all of these things, but it is doable. Now, if you don't want to do this and you feel like it's too much of a risk and it's just too much for you, then maybe writing a book or starting a business is not for you. Maybe you should do something else, but that goes back to knowing what it, what you actually want, but that goes back to internally, internally, what do I want to do? What do I want to be? If it's writing this book, I'm going to write this book, regardless of what anyone say, but I will say this, Mike, if you're going to write a book, make sure you get the very best editors on your team. You get the very best copy, like the formatters on your team, the very best book cover design, um, graphic designers on your team. And you make sure that your book is the best representation of you. Because again, even some of the wealthiest people in the world that are authors, some of them have bad, I've, I've seen them, their, their reviews on their book. Some people just don't, they don't like their book. You, and those are the people, no matter what you do, even if it's a good book and they know it's a good book, they're going to, they're going to say, you know, the negative anyway. So, you know, negativity lingers longer than positivity, but I do truly believe that, um, in, in today's world, like if you truly believe in what it is that you're doing, you can definitely make a difference in the lives of the people right? You can definitely make a difference. Yeah, I think the whole, I think it's like playground politics, right? Like they're all little kids arguing with each other, all wanting to be friends with the popular kids and, mm-hmm. and all of that. It, it's a constant stream of children, essentially, online, mm-hmm. all shouting at each other. And I think it's it's having to put yourself in a place where you're okay with it mm-hmm. because they don't know you. They probably have no idea who you really are. And as long as the people that do know you like you, mm-hmm. then that's all that matters. That's all that's really important. And I've been having a chat with a lot of people that say that a lot of the time it's a reflection of you. So if you don't like yourself, everything that's negative is going to hit harder than Mm -hmm. if you do so the more friends you have the more bulletproof you are from people that are negative because well these people know me better than you and they like me so there you go and Mm -hmm. i think some people struggle with that because they don't have a support system they don't have any sense of of self as well and it all ripple Mm -hmm. effects out doesn't it? it all leads to 
every bit of negativity causes you to go down this negative spiral, this negative hole that you have, mm -hmm. because ultimately you've given them too much weight on you. You've given right. them too much influence in your life. And that's hard for a lot of people to take. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes detachment is the best policy. You've mm -hmm. got to find some kind of barrier between you, the real you, the real world, and what you show online, what you let people have any say over. Now, the idea of someone having a say over my podcast is going to be difficult because I've got people that I look up to, people that help me out with the show, and then I've got people that probably don't even know what I do with the podcast. So there were lots of different angles to it, but ultimately you've got to protect yourself mentally to be able to handle this thing which makes me wonder do you have any ways of building this mental strength any ways of building it any ways of cultivating it what would you suggest well what I do is I you know I recommend um I would recommend like affirmations like you have to speak life into yourself on a daily basis actually like at least three times a day. So maybe you have some mental um, affirmations, like my mind is strong. I, you know, I am successful. I believe in me. Like you have to feed yourself positive affirmations to get you through maybe that time where you're trying to write and you can't write. Like I said, step away. Sometimes it takes, you have to just step away from the pen and the paper and you know, take a deep breath in, go take a walk. And then maybe tomorrow come back and start the writing process. But again, your mindset is the most important part of, of anything that you do, anything that you set your hands to it, your mindset, it has, you have to think big, but in thinking big, you have to believe that you can do the very thing that you set out to do. Can it be that simple of, if the desire is there, if the belief is there, if the determination is there, is that really enough to overcome all of the things that we've been speaking about? Actually, so one, one thing I do know, Mike, is that you can't teach drive. Drive has to be already in you. So um, the drive, if you have, if you have the drive, the, the desire and, and the persistence to keep going, the drive is already in you to do those things. Some people don't have drive. Some people are motivated, but motivation is only temporary. So if, if it's something that you really want to do, you like, for example, I eat, sleep and breathe entrepreneurship, all things business. But I every day there's something that I'm doing that's going to help me with my, my books, that's going to help me with helping this community of people be better with understanding their ideal reader, understanding how to leverage their books and turn it into a business. So every day I'm driven to do this, but that's something that's in birth in me, right? Um, ambition, if you are ambitious enough to do this thing, then it's going to be, it's already in you. But again, you can't teach drive. Drive has to be in you. And if you've lost drive, you have to figure out where did you lose the drive? You know, some, some people do, like you said, 
with everything going on with social media, use social media as a business tool. Yeah, you see people that are doing what you want to do. Okay, so use it as a business tool. Don't get caught up in the, you know, oh, they're doing this. And I Don't get caught up in that because you have a goal. Your mission is to impact a certain group of people consistently. So I say, you know, if you have the drive, drive has to be already in you to move forward with anything. Um, and so it, it's going to take more than just, I want to do, I want to write a book. It's going to take more than I want to start a business. It's going to take more than a desire. It's going to take more than just the drive. Now you have to start implementing how to make this thing happen. And you have to be in, be intentional about that. So intentional about your effort, intentional about the time, intentional about this book. Is this book going to change these people's life? Or is it going to be just a book just for notoriety purposes? Whatever it is, you have to know that it's going to work and it will work. I know that you're the kind of person that actually wants to help people not just have a book, not just put it out there, but you want them to understand that you still got to put the lights on even after the book has been published mm-hmm. and after the kind of launch phase, as they say, or the big flurry of people that will purchase the book within the first week or so. How do you help people build something that lasts longer than period there because you don't want people to write books put them out there go through all of that stress stress Mm -hmm. and struggle and Mm -hmm. all of those things for it to essentially disappear again right so what happens then so that's a great question mike so normally when uh, what i see authors they write their books they have the book launch you know they prep they prepare for the book launch and they're just you know marketing and promoting their book and then shortly after all the buzz die down, then they're like stuck. And that's the purpose of me writing. I published my book. Now what? Because now what do I do after the buzz has died down? What do I do? Where do I go? Um, before you start marketing and promoting your book, you should be asking yourself, like, what do I want to do with this book? How do I want to impact this community of people, which is your reader audience? Right. So that you can generate more income beyond the book sale. What what am I going to do? Am I going to be an author coach, author speaker, author teacher, author consultant? What am I going to do with this book? Because let me tell you, the book sales will die down. Right. If you're no longer promoting, like, think about it. Let's let's unpack this. You do the book launch and you're all revved up about it. Everybody's excited people are buying your friends and family are buying the book and all of a sudden nothing <laughs> maybe a few here or there <laughs> yeah. but it's 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 like you're up and you're down and that's just like the the stock market is up is down so you have to keep the motor you have to keep it going what am i going to do am i a business leader who have published a book and need help with marketing, how are you marketing your book? Now, maybe you want to be an author speaker. So you're going to take this book and you're going to create a keynote speech or your motivational speaker. And then you, you speak, you get paid to speak 
and you sell your books at the, in the back of the room. So again, now you're leveraging this book because this book has gotten you in the door to speak. And now you can also sell more books and then possibly sign them up for coaching, right? Or consulting. So you have to think outside of just the book sale because $20, trying to scale a business on a $20 book, is really hard. So you have to really think big and you have to get creative with this book. Like, what do I want to do? Do I want to have a membership? Do I want to have a group coaching? Those are some things that you should be asking yourself. What is the purpose of this book? And what do I, where do I want to go with this book? Do I want to speak on a global basis, like internationally? Do I want to be internationally known for this very thing? So those are some questions that I would recommend that authors ask themselves, like, where do you want to go with this book? Where do you see this book going? Is it just, if it's for notoriety purposes, that's fine. But you don't, you, I, I'm pretty sure most authors don't just write a book and then they let their book die, right? You're, you are the mouthpiece for your book. Your book won't sell itself if nobody knows it, it exists. So you have to be the representative of the book. You have to advocate for your book, Right. Just like we advocate for our children, we have to advocate for our books and our brands in the business. Crazy how you uh, make books relevant to children there. It's very mm -hmm. interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, it, it can be something that people tend to uh, overthink. Mm -hmm. But then I also think people have a tendency to underthink something mm -hmm. like that as well. And some people just dive in, they write the book, and then they go, oh, I've got to actually promote this thing and market this thing and sell this thing it's not as easy as writing a book and chucking it up on amazon and hoping for the mm -hmm. best i think a lot of people get caught in if you build it they will come kind of mentality and there's a part of me that thinks that it's laziness in a way but mm -hmm. i also think it's because people just don't know they're just unaware of what it takes and it can be hard for some people when they're told or when the clouds disappear and they can actually see just how hard it is to write a book, publish a book, market the book, and then be on this 24-7, 365 promotional tour that they're on. Mm -hmm. It never really ends unless you buy something that is so good that you share it someone else to share it someone else to buy it share it buy it share it that sort mm -hmm. of thing and mm -hmm. i think it can be so difficult for people to realize because it takes a lot of work to get someone to buy it completely different ball game when you want people to actually tell others about the book as well and there's a part of me that wonders if it's a quality thing like mm -hmm. if the book is amazing people will share it without you asking them to share it right Definitely. Absolutely. Every time, every time, if you believe in your book, your brand, and you're intentional about what you do, and you've built that trust with your audience, your reader audience, people will buy what you're selling as long as the message is clear and they understand what it is that you're doing. Do you find that people just want to write a book, but aren't actually good at it? Sounds a bit simplistic. I know, I get it. But yeah. loads of people want to write a book and you write a bad book and they think it's a good book when it's not because 
no one's buying it, no one's sharing it, no one's leaving reviews on it, saying that it's good, all that sort of <laughs> thing. And it just makes me think that we've got too many people that want to be authors. It's almost like the the term that was it was years ago. So I'm probably going to butcher it. But a lot of people want entrepreneur instead of actually want to be an entrepreneur and do it right. So a lot mm -hmm. of people, they have this dream or vision of what it's going to be like. And they attempt it for a week. They get the buzz, they get the feeling of it. And then they want to do something else. They, mm -hmm. don't, they don't like it. They don't realize how hard it is, as you said. It takes time and effort to do this. Mm -hmm. And people just don't want to do it they want the feeling of oh hey i'm i'm an author now i've got this pdf that i've spent 10 years writing a couple of the pages because mm -hmm. i've been trying to get it right and it makes me think that people are just convincing themselves that they can do it when in reality it's not and this is someone that did self-edit their books and I did go through a phase of wanting it to be right. And I just convinced myself that you don't know if it's going to be good until other people have bought it and read it. It's like, as you said, with kids, it's like everyone loves their children mm -hmm. and they think they're amazing. Other people probably won't. So it's not going to be the same. So you will think that your book is amazing. You will think it's the best thing ever. You don't know if other people will until they buy it, read it, and tell you what they think of it. That was a hard lesson for me in a way, because I wanted it to be right. And there's a lot of people that will feel the same way. They get this perfectionism thing about the whole process, and they want to fulfill this vision that they have inside their heads. And I wonder if everyone's actually good enough at the skill to be able to fulfill it. It's like they've built it up so much, but their actual reality is they're just not good writers yet. They're just not good at the actual skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I do believe that there are authors out here. They're, they're writing, but I think even if you're not a good writer, because I had an idea of what I wanted in my book, I wanted to write... So I started writing down what I wanted in the book, the second book. And so I started talking about it. I started talking about it in my interview. So I would take those topics and I would expound on them in chapters, to turn them into chapters. Well, sometimes people who they have good ideas and maybe, you know, like you said, a entrepreneur. Well, maybe you're just, you know, your author just that want to just say, aha, I did it. You know, I wrote a book. I did it. My name is on this book, right? But when you go and read it, there's no editing done. There's like, it's horrible. And I think that you have to take the time if your name is on something, specifically if you're putting your book on Amazon or any other platform, you want to make sure that your book is set up the right way. Like it's formatted, it's edited properly. The book cover design is pleasing to the eye. You know, you you have to be confident in this thing. And I think sometimes, you know, they people write, they're not good at this skill. You know, skills can be developed over time. You know, writing can be developed over time, but get the right people on your team that can help you with 
developing this story because if not, you'll get those reviews on Amazon that are not pleasing. Um, and those reviews can't be taken down. Like they're not gonna, Amazon is not gonna take those reviews down. They'll just stay there. So you have to make sure that before you put your book out here for the world to see, are you really confident in your book? Some people buy books based off of, they sympathy buy if they feel like, okay, I'm just going to buy this book because I just want to support this author, but I have no interest in this book. Right. So, <laughs> and you get, and you, and you get those. You, I, I remember my first book, I was at a book signing and the guy was like, I don't even like reading, but I'm going to buy your book because, <laughs> you know, he was like, I'm going to buy your book because I see every, everybody else is buying this book. So it got to be a good book. So again, it's all in that, that branding, how you market, how you show up for your book. Sympathy buying is definitely real. And <laughs> I, I've bought a few of my friends' books just because they're my friends. And it made me think, I'm never going to read these. I, I don't read books. I tend to listen to them these days because I don't really have the attention span. But also it because it's easier to multitask. I've um, mm -hmm. got busier over the last couple of years and it's just impossible. Like the idea of sitting there for an hour and reading is just not just that, but it's it's a bit like if you're trying to meditate, you've got to put yourself in a state where you can actually focus on the thing that you're trying to meditate. Mm -hmm. when you're trying to read if your mind is somewhere else it can be difficult to even do the physical act of reading sometimes and I'm the kind of person that does actually need to feel like they can focus on the book otherwise there's no point in reading it it's like watching a film but not really watching it and you don't know what's happening you don't know who the characters are well it's in the room the film is on mm -hmm. in the room you're not really able to consume it engage with it that sort of thing some people are obsessed with buying books and I wish I had more of those people that would buy my books <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had someone that was going you know I, I'm going to buy all of your books and I go oh great yeah thanks yeah I'm not going to read them though you just buy mm -hmm. loads and they've got libraries of them and I'm sat there and I'm thinking I bet they've as you said they've just been guilted into buying these hundreds of books and they've, they've not read them mm -hmm. and I wonder if people are feeding into this as well like the more authors there are the more books there are and the more books there are for people to buy and not read mm -hmm. and it begs the question is the spiral actually going to get better or do you think this is going to get worse like everyone's going to buy hundreds of books and not read them all and then it's going to convince people to write more books that mm -hmm. no one's reading and it just keeps going and <sighs> it's a struggle it is a struggle, Steph, and people have a hard time with it. I see it every day, and it makes me wonder if it's going to get better or this is just going to be the slow part. When we get downhill, it's just going to get worse. I think it's going to be um, – I think it'll get better. I think it'll get better to, like, people like you and I, our, our community of people who really are – passionate about, you know, our brands, our book and our businesses. So I think, um, like I tell, you know, authors all the time, 
you know, your book will not sell itself. If nobody knows you exist as an author, nobody knows to buy your book. And how are you going to, if you're on, on social media and you can tell me about all these other people and what they're doing, then put that same amount of energy into your book and your brand. That same amount of time and effort into your book and your brand. And if you're not sure of how to write or to edit your book, get a professional that can do that. Invest in your, invest in that. So that way you can start, you know, I'm I'm an avid reader. I love physical books because there's nothing like the smell of a fresh book. Like I love, I love to read, right? But that's a passion of mine. That's, that's almost a hobby. And do I have a lot of books? Absolutely. Do I need to get another bookshelf? Absolutely. Right. Um, But like you said, you like to listen because you can multitask and you can, you know, I like to highlight in the book and I like to, oh, I can take this. So if I'm taking something away from that book, I can now look at it every day. Okay. I'm going to look at this every day and this is going to help me get to a, a next level in my business or in the book. Right. So again, it just depends on your personal preference, but more importantly, is like, get the help that you need. If if you're wanting to write this book, get the help that you need so that you can push this book and you can get the book sales consistently. So are you the kind of person then that would rip pages out of books that you like and stick them on walls and things like that? Or are you a bit more upmarket and you photocopy pages that you like and and have them dotted around your house? I actually, um, I use big post-it notes like the giant post-it notes that you can, you know, post them up like, you know, the teachers do in school. So they're like the big post-it notes. I actually take notes from the book and then I write them out on the post-it notes so that I can see them. All right. Oh, so, cool. um, so yeah, I use, I'm a po- I'm the post-it note queen. <laughs> What's your favorite quote then? If you got one that you maybe you've had it the longest or mm-hmm. maybe it's something that's particularly impactful like you look at it and you feel different um so the one thing that I look at every day um this is this is on my post-it note as you can see so the one thing I look at every day it's called it says expect great things that's every day every day I expect great things Right. Even if it's something small, I expect great things to happen. Whether it's the book in the book, the business or the brand. So, yeah. If you could have a quote of yours on somebody else's post-it note, what would you want people to have? If, if there's any quotes that you said, anything that you think, you know what, I want to see that on a billboard or on somebody's post-it note one day. So my favorite quote is, if nobody knows you exist as an author, nobody knows to buy your book. That makes branding important then, doesn't it? That makes almost marketing more important than the book. And the reason why I bring that up, Steph, is there are hundreds of films that I've been convinced to watch that have been awful. And... It's because I was convinced by their marketing, by their PR, by the fact that I liked one of the actors or actresses. And I thought it might be good because they're in it. 
and I, I watch it and I fall asleep and I, I wake up and I think, well, it can't have been that good because I don't fall asleep in films that I like. I'm not the kind of person that would watch something amazing with bombs going off and explosions and crashes and then sleep. I'm not that kind mm. of person. But I've fallen asleep watching a few films, which makes me think they were awful. Otherwise, I would have stayed awake, wouldn't I? So <laughs> how important is the marketing side, the branding side? And I guess we've been speaking a lot about making sure the book is good, make mm-hmm. sure that it's written well so that we can capitalize on the marketing. Because the last thing we want is to write a book that is marketed well, but is actually awful. So <laughs> how important is the marketing side, promoting it, and what are some best practices that you've come across? So one of the, um, so just to answer the question, that's a great question. Marketing is very much important. I mean, it is vital to your book and your brand. Um, and even if we're talking about people who are starting a business, you have to have some type of marketing strategy or plan in place before you start marketing your product or services. If no, if you don't have a plan, where are we going? Right. Let's 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 break this down. So branding is if all falls on branding, promotion, advertising, it all falls under marketing. Marketing is like the big corporation. I look at it like Coca-Cola. Right. So when we look at Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola has all of these other brands underneath. They have uh, what is it? Uh, Minute Maid products. And so. But Coca-Cola is the main corporate, it's the main umbrella. Same thing with marketing. Marketing is the main umbrella, but you have brand, you have branding, you have promotions, um, you have advertising, you have PR, you know, public relation. That is like doing podcast interviews. That's like getting featured in um, Forbes or entrepreneur.com, inc.com or online magazines, you know, or those are it's all a part of your marketing strategy and you have to create that. And it's so important because again, it goes back to my quote. If nobody knows that you exist as an author, nobody's going to buy your book because they don't know that you exist. They don't know that you're there. You know that you're there, but what have you done to take the necessary steps to get out there in front of your audience and be consistent, like show up for them? Is that the kind of thing that you want authors to do regularly i picture it being a full-time job essentially where you're speaking you're doing meet and Mm -hmm. greets whatever the case is whatever Mm -hmm. you've you've chosen is your is your thing to promote your book Mm -hmm. how important is it that people get it into their heads that they are doing this all the time so you know, when I published my first book, I went on a nationwide book tour. And so my goal was to, you know, get my book is in as many hands as I possibly could. It wasn't about being Amazon number one bestseller or New York Times number one bestseller. It was about impacting the community of people. So I had to do what most wouldn't normally do. And that was go on this book tour and get in front of these people so that I can build relationships. It's all about building relationships with people so that I, you know, my goal was to, okay, take this book and start teaching or coaching. Right. And um, so the marketing process in that I created a marketing strategy So that included social media graphics that included me posting. So I decided to post 
Monday through Friday. That was my dedicate. I was dedicated to doing that. And sure, there are social media um, platforms and programs or software that you can, you know, schedule your social media posts, you know, however, you could utilize those to free up your time. So if you don't have the time, hey, here is a tool you can, I think it's Hootsuite. There's some other ones, um, Ladder. You can, you know, schedule your social media posts, but you got to have a marketing strategy. So you, if you're having a book signing event, people need to know that so that if you're in their city, they can come out and support you. And that's what I did. I created a marketing campaign that included PR. It included um, the day before my book signing. Let's say if I was in DC, um, Washington, DC, I would go and I would get on iHeartRadio and have a interview about the book signing the next day, right? That's going to take place the next day. So I did this in advance and I pitched to these radio stations and these podcasters to, to get on their platforms and interview about my book tour. So again, you have to have that marketing strategy because that's going to help you get brand awareness, exposure that you need. Um, that's going to pe- get people to, you know, spark their interest in, oh, I, I need to talk to you about this very thing, right? So when I created, when I went on my book tour, I didn't have a publicist. This was just something that I was really passionate about. I knew I wanted to go to these different cities and I had to do what most wouldn't do, which was take the time and the effort and be intentional about what it is that I was doing. And so, yes, that marketing is so vital when you're building a brand. Remember, branding and brand uh, advertising and uh, promotion, it all falls under marketing. And marketing is vital to your business. How much of that would you say you carried on after the launch period, after the big push for book sales? Paint a bit of a picture of what things are like, let's say six months later, when the you know you hit live, it's on, mm-hmm. everyone's mm-hmm. buying it. You mm-hmm. feel like you're everywhere all at once, even mm-hmm. though you've just pre-scheduled the, the yes. interviews and things, so they all go out around the same time, and mm-hmm. all of that sort of thing. After all of that dies down, how much of the promotional side, the book-related marketing mm-hmm. side? How much of that do you still do? So what do you do now to promote the book? What kind of things are you up to? So what I did was I promoted my book for it. I did a book launch. Well, I did the nationwide book tour, which was a part of my book launch a year, 12 months, right? I did 12 months of that. After that, then I, um, my goal was to start coaching. So I started taking my book. So anyone that was signed up for my coaching program, they got a copy of my book. So although I'm not like the the marketing part of the book was inside of my coaching packages so that my books are being sold. So anyone that wants me to coach them and they sign up, they get a copy of my book. Right. I include that price in the book. That's why it's important that when you publish your book. You got to have a reason why you're doing this and you got to think beyond just a $20 or $30 book sale has to be more than that. You know, again, I expect great things. So you got to, you got to expect that, okay, I'm going to take this thing, this, this book and leverage it and insert it. So once I've done my launch 
for a year, then now I'm going to do this. And that lunch can include, you know, media interviews, um, you know, pop-ups, book signings. It can include speaking engagements, right? So again, your lunch, you have to be creative for a whole year. I was doing speaking engagement lunches. I was even volunteering when I went on my book tour. I always, you always have to serve others while you're doing this. So I would give back to communities that were less fortunate. So maybe I would donate 10 books to a community of students who were ambitious about starting a business. They just needed a reference guide. And so that's what I would do, give back. So that was all included in my marketing strategy. And so again, you have to have a a strategy that's going to generate results. Would you say that worked out? Obviously, you're you're on this show, so it must Mm -hmm. have gone particularly well. Mm -hmm. But did it work out when you first started doing it did it was it something that you would suggest that people did off the back of okay we need to give someone quick results we need to make this worth it we don't want Mm -hmm. it to be a whole lot of effort for very little return and then Mm -hmm. we have essentially the same thing that likely came up when they were writing their book is now the book's out and they're putting something else together keep continuing that effort constantly mm-hmm. putting it in and then they go well the book was hard now i've just given myself something else mm-hmm. that was just as hard if not harder and i'm trying to make the book worth it i'm trying to make a bigger impact than someone reading a few hundred thousand words and realizing that their life's still not changed all that sort of thing you know that mm-hmm. makes you think okay the book's helping a few people but what do i have for people the book isn't helping that's right. where the course and the coaching i guess will come mm-hmm. into that mm-hmm. but is it something you would suggest for people that want to get results let's say let's say three months after the book has came out so that would give people a chance to buy it to maybe read it to mm-hmm. figure out whether they want more and then pay a bit extra or reinvest or whatever it is to continue the work did it work within those three months so yeah so you have to give yourself realistic expectations so remember you know, sometimes people want, they want the instant gratification. They want the overnight success. It doesn't happen like that. Now, when, as far as selling your books, absolutely. You can sell, you can contact schools and they can buy your book in bulk. If your goal is to sell a thousand dollars worth of books in 30 days, then what you need to do is you got to put together a plan. Like it's one thing to say, oh, I want to make, I want to make $3,000 in 90 days, but you do nothing. You put nothing together. There's no plan. That's just you saying, I want to make $3,000 in 90 days. So have you done $3,000 worth of work? Have you put in a plan? Have you have you looked to see, hey, I can go and pitch to this school and they can buy, you know, 200 books at, you know, a fraction of the cost or, you know, that'll make that at least that'll be half of my goal, right? So do you know your numbers? My goal, my question would be to those that are listening, what are the numbers? What are the numbers that you want to make? Are those, are those goals realistic as they call them smart goals? Are these smart goals that you can attain quickly without any toiling or, or um, you're stressing about meeting this goal? See, one of the reasons why a lot of authors, they give up is because there's no plan. 
there is no marketing strategy. In fact, they don't even think about marketing when they're publishing their book. It's just, I got this book. I'm going to sell to my friends and family. I'm going to sell it to everybody. Everybody can buy my book, but not everybody wants your book. Like your book is for somebody, but it's not for everybody. So I would say to those who are, yes, you can do the book tour. Um, I've had authors do book tours, going to 10 city or better book tour. And they ended up with landing speaking engagements in their school. They're an author teacher, right? So what are you wanting to do? Like, and they're buying their books in bulk. So you could do bulk book sales, or you can do speaking engagements where you sell your books from the stage or you also, and you also get paid to do that. So you're, I'd say, Mike, they need to ask themselves, okay, what is my goal? The, the numbers, what does my numbers look like? I have a hundred books that I need to sell in 90 days. How can I sell those books in 90 days? Again, do you have a coaching program? Because you can include those hundred books in your coaching program. That's, that's just, that, I mean, you got to be creative about it and then go from there. So we can't say, oh, I, I, it doesn't work. You know, people will say, oh, that doesn't work. It doesn't work if you haven't tried. If you haven't put forth effort and time or even sat down and just write out your marketing strategy, how am I going to go about getting in front of these people? What platform do I need to utilize where my audience, my reader audience is the most active? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it LinkedIn? If it's LinkedIn, then that's the place you need to dominate. You need to go in and you need to show up all consistently on those platforms. Does that make so that that's that's where a lot of authors get kind of like frustrated because there's no plan. I think as well, a lot of them don't actually give themselves the time to plan. It's almost Mm -hmm. like they expect it to happen without any real forethought at all. They might sit down and go, right, I'm going to do this thing. They spend all this time on the book and possibly even the marketing if they're lucky. But I found that for them to sit down and say, right, I need to put a plan together in order to sell this many books. Mm-hmm. I don't know many authors actually physically sit down and do that. There's a lot of authors that, you know, I did a poll, I did a case study um, about a month ago and I asked authors like, what's the one thing that keep you up at night? Is it a marketing strategy? Do you have a marketing plan? And 98% said they don't have a marketing plan. And it's not that they can't do it. They just don't know where to start. They don't know how to create a marketing plan. It can be Mm -hmm. so difficult. And I think the ability to put the effort in and to take the time on it, in some ways it needs to be done behind the scenes as well. The ones that do do this, the authors that do sit down and do it, they're doing it without publicizing it. They're Mm -hmm. doing it without telling the world about it. They're sitting Mm -hmm. down planning it like you plan this year tour marketing promotion for mm-hmm. your book i would imagine across the united states and you can't do that in a, a week 
or mm-hmm. a couple of days. Right. You can't roll out a bed a few days before you're getting off on a plane somewhere and go, right, I need to put a plan together. Like it, it's done years in advance. Like you're planning something and saying, right, the start date is going to be wet, probably two years from now, but I'm starting to put it together now. And I'll factor in things like delays or having to replace certain things or having to find mm-hmm. different people because someone mm-hmm. loses their job or business or whatever the case is. So you put some contingencies in just in case. Mm-hmm. And I think people forget that a lot of the success of this is behind the scenes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've gone yep. down a couple of rabbit holes here, Steph. We've been talking <laughs> about marketing, promoting. And I, I think it's so difficult for people to grasp and so complicated. But if there was a simple structure or system that people can follow, maybe they just want three or four prompts to get them started. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just, I mean, the whole, what's the book for? Who is it for? Why are you writing the book? Mm-hmm. We mentioned that before. So they kind of already know that. If they're looking at, okay, we need to sit down and plan this Mm -hmm. marketing promotion book together. What would be the three or four things that would you say they were key to Mm -hmm. getting started? Okay. So number one, thank you so much, Mike, um, for that question. So number one, what an author would need to do to get started is really know their audience, know your reader audience, know who they are, know where they are. And meaning if they're on social media, if they're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, TikTok, whatever platform they are most active, that's where you should be, right? I'm not saying you got to do utilize all of them, but you need to know where your reader audience is at all time. Number two, um, you need to create a marketing strategy a simplistic strategy, something that doesn't overwhelm you. You need to know, like, what am I doing with this book? Who who are the people that I want to impact the most? Where are they? Again, that's that's knowing who, who your reader audience is, but more importantly, like creating this marketing strategy that gets results. So a marketing strategy that converts your um, audience into buyers, Right. So maybe you have to post consistently three times or more a week so that you're educating them, you know, you're connecting with them, you're engaging with them, and then you give them a call to action. So create that marketing strategy that gets results. And number three, you got to implement this marketing strategy. Sometimes we'll write out plans or we'll plan out something and create a strategy on something and we never implement. So again, you have to implement. So again, these three tips are knowing your reader audience, number one. Number two, create a marketing strategy that gets results. Number three, you need to implement the marketing strategy. Don't just write it out and do nothing with it. You got to do take, take a step forward, not backwards, but forward. Steph, it's been great to have you as a guest we've shared a lot of hints and tips and tricks and hopefully revealed some truths for people i think would yes. be the uh the best way of putting it if people wanted to find out more about you so this could be social media websites whatever it is how can people learn more about you 
people can go to stephaniawin.com. That's my website. They can also um, like follow me on LinkedIn. I'm Stephanie A. Wynn on LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm Stephanie A. Wynn and Instagram. I'm Stephanie A. Wynn. Thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Those that are listening, feel free to subscribe, share the show, tell others, and also leave a review wherever you are listening in to your podcasts. Stephanie, thanks so much for being a guest on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch. Okay, thank you, Mike. If you want to join a group of like-minded people that are all out to achieve their goals, their dreams, their aspirations, and that gets the help and support from me and the other members, then my inner circle is for you. There's a link in the description for this episode to get two months free of the inner circle. So you set your membership up, you get two months free access. Hopefully I'll see you there and I look forward to helping you on your journey of achieving the life that you want.